Well, a carja, Shaw, Jerry Adams, or Rish. August Morris Gratis, Hilagumsa, Gowal Shibsha, Gumoy. So I'm going to stay away from speculating about the negotiations around the protocol and all of that. We can uh, come back to it when some conclusion or some uh, clarity is evident. But you may recall I was speaking last week about uh, books and the prison system in the north and that sort of literary ramble through our penal institutions was triggered by news that some books by Republicans are banned from the prisons. And Pat Sheehan, MLA, a former prisoner and a hunger striker, on the back of that scale, wrote to the prison authorities and he, he wrote, 25 years after the signing of the Good Friday Agreement, I find it incomprehensible that Republican literature would still be censored in this way. I thought those days were long behind us. The Irish Republican analysis of our history, Pop and Don, is as valid as any other, and attempts to censor that only serve to indulge a view that the prison service is politically partisan. And in response, Pop was told that an independent book review panel at prison service headquarters was established some time ago to ensure a decision to deny access to any publication by a prisoner could be independently reviewed. And that uh, protocol allows a prisoner to appeal a decision and to request a review, and that's happened on a small number of occasions. So, apparently this included No Greater Love, one of the books that uh, had been banned. It was reviewed, and the original decision to deny access was overturned. And the Joe Cahill book, you may recall, was another one of those which was banned, and that's also to be reviewed. And Pat has been advised that the review panel will consider the current guidance on books to take into account such issues as historical context. So that's a wee bit of small but important good scale. And this column, this podcast will update you on the outcome of these undertakings because I'm sure that Pat Sheehan will follow all of that up. And Joe Cahill would be pleased. Talking of uh, prisons, another well-known prisoner, but from a long time ago, Brendan Behan, the centenary of his birth, was recently celebrated. Now, Behan was a hugely influential writer whose books were rooted in his Irish working-class experience and his republicanism. His parents, Stephen Behan and Kathleen Kearney, were both republicans. Her, his, his mother's brother, Padre Carnig, a veteran of the 1916 Rising, wrote Oran the the soldier's song, the Irish national anthem. And at the age of eight, Brendan Behan joined Nafina Erin. He later joined the IRA, 
and in December 1939 he was sent to Liverpool to identify possible targets for the then bombing campaign. And in his eagerness he brought with him explosives, which he had personally prepared. He was subsequently arrested. Because he was aged only 16, he was sentenced to three years in a juvenile prison, juvenile centre. Almost 20 years later, that story was told in his famous book, Barstool Boy. And that book was immediately banned in the South. After returning to Ireland, after doing his time, uh, he was again imprisoned between 1942 and 1946. And my uncle Dominic was in Mountjoy with him and he told me one time that Behan's cell used to be filled with scraps of paper covered in his writings. He was a fine poet, particularly in Irish. He was also a chronic alcoholic, at times witty and entertaining, at other times aggressive and quarrelsome. By the time he died in March 1964, and he was only aged 41, he was widely recognised as one of the best Irish writers to have emerged in the 20th century. And he was given a Republican Guard of Honour at his funeral by his old comrades in the IRA. I'm a big, big fan of Brendan Behan's writings. and I would recommend any of his books to you, but especially The Borsal Boy. It's well worth a read. Talking of uh, Borsal Boys, Republicans don't thank each other often enough. And last week, Fran McCann and Alex Maskey were the guests at a thank you gig in Belfast to mark their standing down from the assembly. And they are a 50 year activist. That is, they've been involved in the Republican struggle for over 50 years. Fra, when he stood down, was uh, replaced by Iceline Riley and Dalek was replaced by Donny Baker, both in West Belfast. And Alec still remains the Concordia, the Speaker of the Assembly, until such times as the DUP agreed to elect a new Speaker, and who knows, that may or may not happen in the upcoming period. So last Friday evening it was several hundred families, friends, comrades of the two men came together to celebrate their lives of activism. And they were also interviewed by Joe Austin about their experience of community activism, struggle, imprisonment, and elected politics. There was a big team of McCanns and Maskies, siblings and wives, children and grandchildren in the hall to hear Jeanette McCann and Liz Maskey equally honoured for putting up with their husbands. I fondly remember Fra's mother and father, Ruby and Patsy, and his brother, Paul, and all the McCanns. And I remember also Alec's parents, Alec and Teresa, and all the Maskies. And it's worth remembering this and putting it in this context because 
Both Fra and Alec's roles and struggle are rooted in this family context and in the communal and generational context of our struggle. Their parents and grandparents suffered under the weight of partition, under Unionist rule and British rule and the poverty and the discrimination inflicted upon the working class communities that most of us come from. No doubt, in their time, their parents and grandparents resented the way they were treated. No doubt they railed against this or protested at different times against the status quo. But such protestations failed to bring about any real changes. Alex and Fra grew up in the 60s, and that was a time when change was in the air. The civil rights campaign was on the march, unionist regime and its allies were attacking it. Then came the Battle of the Bogside and the eviction of families in North Belfast and the widespread pogroms of August 69. Instinctively, Fra and Alex, Aunt Liz, Jeanette was too young. They resisted oppression. They were part of a community uprising which opposed the aggression of the RUC, the Beast Specials, the Unionist murder gangs and the British Army. On the back of the pogroms, Belfast Republicans and others wrapped their arms around those in need, those who were beaten, burned out of their homes, forced to flee as refugees and others who suffered arrest. And at that point, a new empowered community made a stand. Many moved from passive acquiescence to active resistance. And Fra and Alex chose to be activists. For our two comrades and many, many others and their families, the struggle has brought difficult choices, years of imprisonment, heartbreak, danger and threats, the the deaths of close friends and more than one close shave for both of them with death. It's also brought a determination, a resolve to make things better for those who come after them. In 69 and then to the early 70s, they were on the barricades. They were juvenile rebels with a cause. 50 years later, they're still rebels, geriatric rebels, but still with the cause, and still positive throughout all the twists and turns of struggle and life. Alex and Liz, and Liz is an activist in her own right, and the first woman to be interned, faced many challenges inside and outside of the prisons. Their friend Alan Lundy was killed in their living room. On another occasion, Alec was grievously, gravely wounded and quietly, courageously carries these scars today. Fra too has endured much, on the run, beatings, internment. His friend Desi Mackin dressed up in a cowboy suit and telling tall tales about him. Fra digging tunnels in long case and crawling through the muck and the, the water. His friend and comrade Q Coney shot dead lying beside him. His brother killed. Later Fra became a blanket man, man in the notorious hits blocks of Long Cash. During the hunger strikes, 
Both Alex and Fra played exemplary roles, travelling, organising, planning and winning support for the blanket men and the Armagh women. The hunger strikes were a watershed moment in modern Irish history, but especially for the Republican struggle. In the 1980s, we developed new strategies and new tactics, and Fra and Alec were at the heart of this. Their generation's gift to today's generation of activists is a mechanism to achieve Irish unity. The Good Friday Agreement has created another phase of struggle in the continuum of struggle. Alex and Fra and many others helped to bring this about. Our task today is to secure and to win the unity referendum contained in the Good Friday Agreement. Yes, of course, let's get the executive and the assembly back up and running and working for the people. But in the longer term, let's have a decision by us about how we would shape our future. Now, it won't be easy to get the referendum, but struggle is rarely easy. But never forget what we were told over the decades, what Alec and Fra were told by the great and the good. They told us time and time again that many of the changes demanded by us would be impossible. Then look back over the 50 years of their activism and count all the impossible achievements of that time. Think of the many times we were told that we would fail. So, armed with that confidence, we can face the future with a hope and with a, a realism based not least on what Alex and Fra and their contemporaries did in their time. And they epitomise the, the spirit that Bobby Sands wrote off in his last entry of his hunger strike, his prison diary. If they aren't able to destroy the desire for freedom, they won't break you. They won't break me. Because the desire to be free, the desire for freedom and the freedom of the Irish people is in my heart. The day will dawn when all the people of Ireland will have the desire for freedom to show. It's then we'll see the rising of the moon. So thank you, Bobby Sands. Thank you, Fra, Goramita Margaret, Alex, and thank you also, Liz and Jeanette. And we'll go out just in uh, appreciation of these comrades with another good friend, Terry O'Neill, Cruncher O'Neill, singing Something Inside So Strong. Away. Past the rabble run 
Something inside so strong. 